Hello, everybody. It's me, Lauren. We're back for episode two. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode and for listening to the first episode. And if you said a kind thing to me on Twitter, you made my heart grow a million times. It's like not even in my body anymore. I have to carry it around in a purse like I'm Paris Hilton. So just know that you turned me into Paris Hilton with a heart dog purse. (laughs) Sorry. But I do really want to say thank you, a real genuine thank you to everyone who listened and has said nice things. It's been so friggin' lovely. We can all agree that this past week, and maybe even the week before, the you know, the two weeks it's been since the last episode was out, some real bad shit has happened in the world. I thought about whether the world needed another opinion on the bevy of things that happened in the past week. And I thought, you know what? (laughs) Maybe it doesn't need my opinion. Maybe everyone's uh, already got their takes, thoughts, and their think pieces out. So I thought I'd leave that to the professionals. And I sort of wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind recently and always just a bit of an insight into my mind, into my anxieties. One of my biggest anxieties, and this has like been since I was a kid, is that I'll die without having read or listened to or seen or experienced all of the art and culture and pop culture there is to experience on this whole planet. Which, like, I realize is nuts because it's not like someone else is accomplishing that goal and I'm just like, I didn't get it. I got halfway through War and Peace and I didn't finish and now I'm dead and it's over. Do you know what I mean? Like, I realize no one else is accomplishing this weird goal that I have in my mind. But it still makes me anxious. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I log onto my social media platforms and I'm just really deeply overwhelmed by all of the things I have yet to consume. I haven't watched Master of None. I haven't watched Jessica Jones. I haven't listened to the new Adele album. In fact, it took me two weeks to listen to Hello, which is fine. My opinion on Hello is that it's fine. I don't know about you guys. I have a lot of cool friends. I'm probably like the least cool person I know. Everyone I know, I feel like, has opinions on all these things that I end up in conversations online and off where people are like, OMG, Lauren, like, what did you think about this? Because people deeply care about my opinion is what you uh, should understand. And I have nothing to say. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't watched it. It sort of stresses me out to not have an opinion on pop culture. And sometimes it's just overwhelming to be on Twitter and everyone's talking about whatever future mixtape just came out. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm still listening to What a Time to Be Alive. Is anyone still on that with me? Anyone? 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 Uh, People move on to things so quickly. And I am a dork. And to give you an idea of specifically how dorky I am, let me share with you the current three TV shows I'm watching and have opinions on. I can't stop binge watching Antiques Roadshow. 
Like, a hot tip for me to you is that if you go on the PBS website, they have hours and hours of episodes of Antiques Roadshow on there. I've been watching so much Antiques Roadshow, I'm having Antiques Roadshow dreams. Like, how do you have a fucking Antiques Roadshow dream? It's so boring. It's just me, like, watching people get stuff appraised or, like, getting my own stuff appraised. Like, it's not interesting at all. And yet, here we are. I love it. It's fascinating. I'm also real deep into The Great British Bake Off. Seasons from five years ago. Hell yeah, I'm watching that. Thirdly, I've been really into the Tudors because I love sexy post-medieval shirtless intrigue. Who doesn't like that shit? I was really late on that show. So, you know, once I finish it in roughly six months, uh, I'll have a deeper opinion on it for you other than uh, Jonathan Rice Myers is super hot. So, yeah, I'm a dork, and all of my opinions are from shit that was on TV, like, four or five years ago, or records that came out six months ago, or books that have been sitting on my bookshelf since I bought them, you know, a couple years ago, or that I've had since university. I'm trying not to be stressed out about it. I'm trying to just live my dorky life and not feel bad when I don't have an opinion about something. And to convince people one at a time that Antiques Roadshow is a great show. And if you just join me in watching it, I think we will all agree that it's extremely soothing and is an American masterpiece. (laughs) So all that being said... I wanted to give you guys a quick intro to our guest this week. Tanya Tagak, a wonderful, wonderful woman who came by to chat with us when she was in town uh, last week. She is an Anuk throat singer from Cambridge Bay, Nunavut. Tanya is an internationally acclaimed artist, musician. She's worked with Bjork. She won the Polaris Prize, which is the biggest music prize in Canada. It's sort of akin to the Mercury. She won that in 2014 for her album Animism. She is a wonderful woman with a great laugh and just a real charming personality. Uh, And I think we both said the F word a lot in this episode. Why did I just say fuck and then say the F word? Who knows, I'm a complicated individual. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. There's sort of like a twofold thing, I think, about the internet, where on some levels it can be like so safe and so warm, and on other levels you just have people that you've never met before, like coming out of the woods to call you a cunt or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's ways in which people can act out violently on you or towards you as a woman online, which is like the real trash heat part of the internet. The more I think about the internet and how I deal with it personally is. Anyone who's on there trolling mm-hmm. is so fucked in real life. Yeah. Like, really, you have to, like, go to work all day and think about how you're going to go be a total dick after work on the Internet. You know, like, mm-hmm. trolling people and saying and doing the most horrible things. And at that point, it's not therapy. Like, a lot of what I do is very cathartic. Mm-hmm. I get all of that stuff out on stage Mm -hmm. and during performance. That all flushes out of my system, Mm -hmm. and then I can go on my merry way being, you know, 
patient and kind and all this stuff. But it's an opposite thing with what's happening with these trolls is they're going and feeding that yucky part of themselves. So it's just growing and growing and it's a very negative thing. So anybody that really says anything too negative, I tend to just dismiss it because... I'm so busy being awesome that (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time to go seek out what I dislike and attack. I will if I'm offended, like by government Mm -hmm. or somebody who's hurting someone else. But Mm -hmm. I I really don't have the time to go pick on someone for what they look like or what kind of art they're making or, you know, it's so, it's simply an attestation to their mental state anyway, so... To be unable to connect with yourself on that level where you think it's okay to, like, Photoshop somebody's baby being bloodied on the ice or saying I'm a sick fucking crackhead. And one woman recently messaged me and she's like, stop doing this. This isn't Inuk. Why can't you just be plain? Why can't you just be plain? That's so, like, I was born a rainbow. That's like, I feel like that's actually the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like, it is one thing to be like, I, to have the vitriol of like, I fucking hate you and everything you stand for. But to like private message someone and be like, can you just like dull your shine? Can you just be less? Be you, you and like brilliant because that's really offensive to me. It's like, and this is the problem about being in the spotlight in any way. Like, the amount of just shit I've gotten, mm-hmm. in particular from other women, like, because of the persona I have out there mm-hmm. and because of the nature of my performance, men really don't bother. Like, I get an occasional dick pic, yeah, and it's, just like, and it's just like, block, block, block. Blocking your cock, like just (laughs) not interested, not interested. Like it's it's relatively benign, Mm -hmm. or they'll you can tell by their they'll be like, I really, really, really liked it. Like you know, like they're they're not usually threatening, but it's the women that come out and just attack on this crazy level. And you're never, ever, ever, ever. I've never said anything back, and I'm never allowed to say anything back because the second you say anything back, it comes to you tenfold Mm -hmm. because they'll probably like take that and post it or show their friends or, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's showing your weakness. It's like you don't cut holes in your armor. Yeah. And, but the thing is, how do I deal with all those words I want to say back? Do you think that there's like a weird level of vitriol from other women towards you? I mean, especially specifically around that sort of incident, I guess. Like, what we're talking about is, oh, like... the seal fee? Yeah. Oh. The... Uh, were you at... The seal fee? <laughs> Sorry, well, I was like... <laughs> that took me, like, 15 seconds. I was like, yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> um, uh, Tanya posted a picture of her little baby next to a seal that someone was... A family was about to eat, and people were like coming for you online oh yeah that that was a different thing like uh most of the stuff I get from women are about pictures or videos and they're unhappy with 
me being like quote unquote sexual like that's what I hear a lot of like why are you so sexual why are you making this sexual and I challenge anyone to come to a show because yeah the shows have elements of sex in it because we are the result of sex mm. our parents fucked to make us <laughs> their parents fucked to make them and it's just like part of life yeah. like there's no denying it so yeah inevitably it comes out but there's so much to the shows like there's a lot of sorrow Mm-hmm. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of celebration. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening. So I don't understand why people take that one thing and focus on it. And I think it might be um, an echo of Christian fallout mm-hmm. that's happened over the last couple generations within my culture. Going back to the seal fee, this thing happened where Ellen DeGeneres donated yeah. 1.4 or 1.2 million to Samsung after taking a, a selfie at the Oscars or something, and she donated it to uh, the Humane Society, who's the leader of like this anti-sealing movement, and. What a lot of people don't know is that Inuit people were doing quite well economically, thriving off surviving off our land that we had have been doing for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And then PETA and all these groups started shutting down uh, the seal industry. And after the EU seal ban, like we became impoverished, the suicide rates spiked. Mm-hmm. And we're a group of... 38,000 people on a landmass of over 2 million square kilometers. The seal population is excellent. Like, there's way more of them than there should be. So there's an imbalance. And I say that in true reality because when there's so few people on that big of a landmass, what we hunt doesn't even really affect the numbers mm-hmm. at all. It's more like there are less polar bears, so less polar bears are hunting yeah. the seals or sometimes there are more polar bears. It always goes in a natural rhythm and we've been eating these animals for so long and everyone's walking around like eating burgers and wearing leather and mm-hmm. like it's so ridiculous to specifically attack people that are thriving and living off these animals. Because if you look at the demographics in Canada, East Coast people are poor, northern people are poor. So you're taking away the industry from the poor people Mm -hmm. in Canada so that you can feel righteous about it. And they say it's inhumane, but if you ever seen footage from a slaughterhouse, it's way, way worse. And I don't understand where this all comes from. Like, I think these industries, these big industries like PETA, Humane Society, you know, they're not going to get $500 from some deputant in New York City if they send her a postcard with a picture of a fucking chicken on it. Yeah. Like, it has to be the cute seal face. Yeah. And the thing is, these things are carnivorous. Like, I mean, you put, put, put you in an isolated place with a seal, like, you'll go down yeah, first. Like, they, yeah, you know, like, and, like, <laughs> and, you know, like, it's, we, we respect our land. We respect our animals. We kill them humanely. We do. And it's yeah. not a, so that picture was taken long before any seal fee movement. So after the Ellen DeGeneres thing, uh, in Iqaluit, there started brewing, these people that were posting pictures of them wearing seal, of them eating seal, of their kids, like 
covered in blood. Like it's one of the cutest thing to see, like a baby, like with blood all over them. Like it's it seems macabre, but mm-hmm. to people that aren't used to it. But like, say, for when I was pregnant, I, I posted that I was craving like a cup of warm blood, mm-hmm. and so many people were freaked out. But all the Inuit were like, "Yeah, that's good for when you're pregnant," you know, and and. That's part of our life. Blood, blood is in us and we need it. And so that picture was taken long before the Sealfi movement. And to me, it was so beautiful because mm-hmm. my baby's touching the animal. Yeah. That's still warm. And I was just trying to show the beauty of it. You know, one of the elders were making a joke about my baby breastfeeding from the seal because the seal (laughs) has rich milk. And also a lot of people that eat meat, if they saw a dead animal on the ground, would go, ew. So you have to, you have another thing's flesh only touch the inside of your mouth and only a specific (laughs) part after it's been, like, it's so ridiculous. Ridiculous yeah. to me. And that's what that picture shows. It's like, know where your food comes from. Like, it's a statement that tells people to not eat meat unless this doesn't disgust them. Yeah. And all these animal rights people just went fucking ballistic. It was crazy. like insane. And it and it's just like the guy who did that, still to this day, like the amount of anger. I have in me for that specific man. Like, I really hope he's dead. I'm putting that out there. Die, motherfucker, (laughs) die. Like, I'm mad, you know? People were Mm. fucking vicious about it. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I was just like, if you just, like, stopped yourself for five minutes and, like, did, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of research and reading on, like, the culture of, like, Indian people in Canada. Like, I remember even... A long time ago watching a fucking episode of what's the Anthony Bourdain show called? Uh the Anthony Bourdain show where he like goes places. Mm-hmm. He's in like Quebec. He goes up to northern Quebec and he like has a meal with an Inuit family and they had like just gotten a seal and he sits with them and he's like he's like, This is the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever he mm-hmm. was like the it's warm delicious. flesh, like the family were all sitting around. He was yeah. like they were like offering him like the best parts. He was like that's you know lucky. Him. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> if you saw that and weren't like, that's beautiful, that's literally the fucking circle of life just like right just in front, in front of, you. of you. It's so gorgeous. It's like you saw that and you didn't think it was like touching and beautiful and you were like, they killed the seal. I don't know. Some it's so somebody, like your level of humanity is off, I think. Well, it's all these vegans in California somewhere taking a <laughs> bath in fucking avocados that all these brown people slaved to get to them. Like it's, you know, it's like not it's it's so out of perspective because a lot of people don't understand that above the Arctic Circle, it's incredibly expensive oh, and yeah. the poverty level is so high and there isn't a lot of food. You're literally taking food out of children's mouths. Yeah. Oh, am I just judgmental or are people really stupid? People are stupid as well. Oh, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I don't mean to put people down. No, but, but it's like it's crazy that people are like, yo, fuck the seal hunt. But then they're like, the government wants to just 
do some fracking up there. The government just wants to like ruin people's livelihoods and the, and nature and like all of that shit. And they're just like, okay. I'm really concerned about this seal though. Like, has anyone talked to the baby seals about what's like? It's like, and, what and the fuck kind of cognitive dissonance do you have there? I, you know, it's so hypocritical, and it makes me so upset right to my heart to have people that are just trying to live and thrive mm-hmm. be put down by a demographic of humans that don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't do not like it. I do not appreciate it. And I'll continue to speak out against it. I wonder what you think the sort of like sea change is between now and 30 years ago. Do you think there's like something specific that changed? Do you think people are just able to become sort of more educated? Like, I wonder what it is that you think is sort of turning people on uh, Indigenous issues and rights. Well, it's difficult to say under the current circumstances, but Canada is a multicultural country. Mm -hmm. So there's Walls are breaking down. There's less and less and less fear towards the quote-unquote other, towards the brown, towards the yellow, towards the savage, towards Mm -hmm. this, towards that. And more adaptation and amalgamation is flowing through people as we procreate with each other, as we make families that are mixed. It's a very positive thing, but it has like the sides of violence. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. afraid to be human Mm -hmm. because of what we're doing to the planet, Mm -hmm. afraid to be a woman Mm -hmm. because of everything, and afraid to be indigenous because of that double light. Like, that's what I always choose to focus on Mm -hmm. when I think of things. I think that in this light of multiculturalism, people are starting to look at what happened over the last couple hundred years and go, oh, shit. And... For me, what's um, important right now is what's happening with our Canadian Muslim population. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really, really sickens me. In particular, attacking women on the basis that they're saying this religion doesn't respect women. Yeah. (laughs) So why don't we beat them up? Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's like I, I can't. Again, it's only logic. Yeah. It's simple logic. (sighs) Oh, man. It's so fascinating how people are just willing to, like, jump to conclusions without ever... It's just, like... Sometimes I think we've, like, slightly lost the art of critical thinking. Sometimes I think it's partially, like, white supremacy is a hell of a drug, and it's hard to, like, be aware of your complicitness in something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Even if you think, like, I don't know, I generally think I'm a pretty good person, but, like, I'm still a white person. Like, my ancestors are colonizers. Do you know what I mean? Like... Even if, like, I try my hardest to be a good person, like, I am complicit in in whiteness on some level. And so I think it's like there's this real disconnect 
I don't know. I'm probably just as trying as, to like wrap my head around some no, shit right now. But as long as you're aware of it, like it's as long as you're aware that you're not going to get followed around that store. Yeah. Hopefully in my lifetime, I can do everything I can before I die to change those statistics so that my grandchildren, my friends, my family, I don't have to see them go through this much all the time. It's mm -hmm. really painful. Yeah. It's so painful to see this happening to, to people that are so strong and so good and so part of the same molecules that are in the land. Mm -hmm. That's what people deserve. People deserve to live well. Like people deserve to have jobs if we're expected to live in this economic society. Mm -hmm. People deserve to be able to provide for their family. People deserve to eat. People deserve clean drinking water. Why is there not clean drinking water? And uh, there's a lot of myths I need to debunk mm -hmm. publicly, like the the taxes thing that oh is God. such bullshit. Like, I pay taxes. Yeah. I, everyone pays taxes. There's a narrow margin of tax-free mm -hmm. shit that can go down. But, and hardly anybody benefits from that. Yeah. And if... You look at the tax brackets, like because of what happened with the treaty system, uh, reserves aren't privy to the same economic benefits that uh, non-res kids get. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the amount of money spent on an indigenous child and an amount of money spent on any other demographic of child in Toronto, mm -hmm. it's way less. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's when people are saying we're sucking off the government and living off the government, that's a total myth. Yeah. And like I said, the statistics with the addictions issues, yes, we have addictions issues, but there's a reason for that. And if that wants to be fixed, then build rehabilitation facilities, mm -hmm. then um, open liquor stores. You know, let people get used to it. Yeah. You know, like uh, provide proper mental health care. Mm -hmm. Go into the schools and have healthy living. Give therapy. Give care. Just fucking give. Mm -hmm. Just fucking give. You took, now you fucking give. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not rocket science. So I don't understand, like, yeah, this inquiry is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. But it's so just the smallest step. I, yeah. If I, if I ruled the world, <laughs> <laughs> I'd vote for you. <laughs> yeah, I would immediately implement a dual curriculum, show six, seven, eight, nine, ten indigenous films, mm -hmm. read, be forced to read the books, rewrite a textbook that is mandatory about the true history of Canada, the amount of kids that died in residential school, mm -hmm. the mass graves, the electric chairs, the mm -hmm. pregnancies, the sexual abuse. You know, like, how the fuck did you, anybody expect anything to get, like, you know, you take a kid away they're gone for 10 years and raped and beaten and, and just treated like dirt. And then they come home and they have kids. Mm -hmm. But they don't know how to be parents. Yeah. Because they had no parents other than this abuse. So they abused their kids. So many of us are sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And 
we just don't talk about it. And the judicial system isn't set up properly where we feel comfortable no. charging people. Like I could probably charge 15 people in my life. Jesus. But we're not comfortable Mm-hmm. to charge people. We're not comfortable enough to charge people because that's a system that doesn't belong to us. And what happens if it's the system mm-hmm. that's doing it to yeah. us? Yeah. How are we supposed to build the courage to go back and deal with it? That's what I'm talking about. A lot of people don't understand. So many of the kids I grew up with are like the smartest, most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. But yet in this society, this film was just released and a Montreal, it's called Of the North. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest piece of shit I ever saw in my life. That guy, he's like, I'd love to meet Tanya Tagak. He used my music. He took YouTube clips of drunk Inuit, like staggering. Like I watched it and I was so triggered. It, it's still really upsetting to me. And he's putting this out there in the light of missing and murdered indigenous women. He's building stereotypes. And that fucking festival showed it. It's oh. shown in Sweden. It's shown in festivals. Oh. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? And how are we supposed to build pride in ourselves and who we are when we've got idiots like that, yeah, that... allowed to exist? I can't wait to get my hands on that guy. <laughs> like, motherfuckers acting pretty brave. Yeah. You know, like, where's his phone number? Where is he? Like, who is he? Why would you do that to people? It would be like if you found... Uh, YouTube clips of only Muslim people being terrorists and then yeah. put it out for the whole country to see in the light of the fear of Muslim people right now. Yeah. It's wildly disrespectful. And it's pand- historical And pandering yeah. to the bottom feeders of our mm. country. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're making the country <laughs> stupider. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just ignoring it's all of this. All of the things that, again, if you did a minor amount of research that you would know, the, like, systemic abuse, all of that stuff that sort of leads to... It congeals into this petri dish of this social crisis we're living in. Yeah. It's really disgusting to, like, look at it from that kind of, like, just incredibly tone-deaf and, like, ahistorical position. Especially, like, I is this, imagine this guy's, like, a, a, white, a white guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just don't understand how this all came about and mostly how the film festival accepted it. Yeah. Who, I want those jurors held responsible. Is it your first time playing Massey Hall? Yeah, and I'm super, super nervous about it. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I'm very, very nervous because, I mean, we played Toronto a lot, and the last time we played here, some people were upset because it was like a family show, and I had oh. a Greenlandic mass dancer, and we got a little bit freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we couldn't help it, like, because she's like this amazing Greenlandic mass dancing mm-hmm. is about penetrating gender yeah. ideals and about uh, the basics of like anger, lust you know, uh, laughter, 
you know, and mm-hmm. it, it we never performed together before, and it just it just erupted yeah. into this beautiful thing. So, and it's so strange. Like the last show I did, there was a bunch of kids there, and they don't mind. It's the adults, yeah, it's, yeah, that put that. Like mm-hmm. I think, I mean, adults are so bad for sexualizing children, and not even if they're not sexualizing them, like sexualizing the things that they see when kids are like, I literally never thought about it like that. Like, Yeah, your My Little Pony has a sexy little waist and ass. Like, what the fuck? You're like, it's just a fucking pony. Yeah, can it just (laughs) look like a pony? Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, Yeah, can it be just Lego? Like, when I was growing up, why does it have to be, oh, all of a sudden there's, like, hair studio, nail Mm -hmm. studio Lego? It's, why? Yeah. Why can't... I I don't buy that shit for my kids. It's like, here, be an astronaut. Yeah. You know, like, here, you be a scientist. You can do all the things, too. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember a friend of mine who just had a baby. She was like, she didn't know the sex of her baby until she her daughter was born. And she was like, Lauren, even... Even the sheets, even sheets for baby. Like, she was like, the stuff that you think would not be gendered is so gendered. Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, I just want to paint the room of my baby who I don't, I don't care what gender it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think the more we celebrate our natural heroes, men and women. Mm -hmm. And in actuality, the more narcissistic and the more fucked up and the more plastic things get, there's always this resurgent underground movement of like naturalism. And that's really, truly what I hope to embody, giving people permission to not feel good about themselves, to be scared, to be afraid, to be unsure. All of that is life. Yeah. Ultimately, our instincts are here to search for predators <laughs> and ensure our safety. You know, like all the and and to kill mm-hmm. and to survive and to like farm, you know, mm-hmm. like all these things like our instincts are here for a reason. And we know way more than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. And our instincts are so strong. We just got to tap into them. Yeah. You know, when you meet somebody, how they move, if you're going to like them or not. Mm-hmm. You know by looking at somebody if you think they're good or not. Yep. I see through people everywhere. I think everyone does, but we're so taught, oh, if you can't explain it, it isn't real. But all I think is like fucking humans thought the world was flat out that long ago. I'm not gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, or you know, whatever mistake we've made. Yeah. I'm not I'm I don't trust I trust what we know, but I also trust what we don't know yet. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> write that down for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's so beautiful. My next tattoo. No, yeah. <laughs> no I would. Mm-hmm. I have some weird things tattooed on me. So I'm going to get tunit soon. I'm going to start getting the traditional tattoos. Oh, that's so beautiful. I might do my face, but I'm so chicken. <gasps> yeah, well, your face would be painful. I'm, I'd am i be chicken because, like, my tattoo artist was like, I'm going to get the top of my head tattooed. And I was like, oh, girl, you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the top of your head. Ouch. I'm such a pussy. I'll never get, like, here no. done or, like, any of that stuff because I'm like, that hurts too much. <laughs> well, I used to like pain. Like, I stretched out my ears really big, like, before mm-hmm. I had kids. And then I gave birth and I was like, enough of this stretching. <laughs> like, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna shrink these now yeah. and never stretch anything again. <laughs> 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 That's 
actually given birth will do to you. Yeah, and now I'm not that interested in like uh, going through the ritual of pain, but mm -hmm. the ritual of pain is so many thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. So I understand why people are drawn to it. It's such a it's such a nice physical release to any tempest that mm -hmm. might be lurking inside. Yeah. And those who have peace, total peace in themselves, I'm very, very envious and I'm still trying to get there. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. I'll probably be like five minutes from death when I get there. You know what I mean? I'll be like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This five minutes is worth it. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. I hope I can come back sometime. Oh, I'd love to have you back. And then we could do a part two episode where we talk about and music. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't get to the music at all. My God. Oh, I got a shout out to my band. Shout out Des to your band. Desperately, I want to say, uh, because because this happens, I don't really like talking about music that much mm -hmm. because then I have to talk about myself mm -hmm. or my process. Yeah, but, you really deflected that, didn't you? Yeah, um, I always do that. It's kind of a thing. You're not supposed to be a braggart. Mm -hmm. It's seen as very distasteful mm -hmm. culturally for, for, in, for where I'm from to mm -hmm. like go on and on about how awesome you were. Yeah. Well, except when I said I was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I meant my personality. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I got a shout out to Jesse Zubat and Jean Martin, who are my brothers and who we've been touring together for years. And they're fiercely talented and fantastic. And none of this would be happening without them. I really, really have to make sure that people know how much they contribute to this language of improvisation we speak with each other every concert. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. They provide the alphabet, parts of the alphabet, right? Yeah. That's amazing. That's, so, that's such a gorgeous way to think about it. Thanks again so much to the wonderful Tanya Tagok for coming through and chatting with me while she was in town. Uh, very nice of her to do. As per usual, Cavern of Secrets is brought to you by Hazlitt. It's hosted by me. Oh my God, it's me, Lauren Mitchell. Our theme song was made by Bianca Giulioni and it's produced by the wonderful and very magical Anshaman Idamsetti. You can find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google. Is our SEO good? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But you just got to search for Cavern of Secrets. You can also find us on a website. Wow. Web 1.0. www.cavernofsecrets.com. Oh, my God. We're also on Twitter. Crazy. You can follow us at Cavern of Secrets. Uh, and you can also please, please, please rate us on iTunes, which would be very helpful. I'm Laura Mitchell. I really appreciate you listening. Thanks for playing, and I will see you, or hear you, or you'll hear me, ooh, in two weeks. <laughs>